we're back for another episode of Pair of Rankers. Let's continue the rankitude, motherfucker. That's a fucking lootly. Sorry, before we continue, I'd like to give a special shout out to Alan Eakins for writing that intro and Stephen Euster for editing it for us. Uh, big shout out to you guys. You're absolutely awesome. Always, always enjoy listening to it. Yeah, it's fucking awesome, man. Thank you so much. And um, I'm sure it'll be a legal battle somewhere along the line. But yeah, it's okay. yeah, yeah. That's why, that's why I'm trying to okay. get in some good graces right now. <laughs> it all goes to shit, like. Yeah, but um, so yeah, we're back for another episode. We're back from our break. Um, we're coming back for another bit of rankitude, and this time we're going to fucking pile in on our most underwhelming franchises. Like for me, I don't know what your criteria was for picking, but for me, it was the franchise had to had the had to have a, a promising start, but yet did not live up to that potential, and so much that it underwhelmed yeah. me completely. I think that was the kind of the little bit of a. Uh, movie mathematics I was doing before I was picking my I list. think so as well even though like because I guess if there was a franchise that was like for example Transformers mm. I, I thought the first one was okay the second one I thought was unwatchable and that was it for me I was yeah. done so for me I guess uh, it's something uh, you have to love it enough to get to the end of it yeah. and then you have, ultimately you're kind of left and feeling a bit robbed so yeah. I think it's where I went I didn't really have a criteria but yeah. looking at my list in front of me it's I, I, I've watched all of the movies in these franchises so at yeah. some point they must have been getting something right yeah cool I know what you mean so like what we're going to do is like we always do at Rankers we're just going to get fucking stuck into it we're just going to try blast through this in 30 or 40 minutes because uh, we've other shit to do so alright Noel give us your number 5 motherfucker okay um I would have to say for my number five, and this is a list I actually gave a little bit of thought to. I doubt it. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say that it was Halloween itself. Ooh, yeah. I guess I'm talking about Halloween already. <laughs> Sorry, I'm kind of in the way there. And I yeah, can, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Your green screen's failing again. It's okay. Bro. I didn't actually have a green screen. I'm going to go away. Look, 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 look. <laughs> I'm just going to say still. Is, but, your, um, is your background a curtain or a wall? It's a wall, but it has a thing on it. Yeah, so you need to just have an undescript wall. It just needs to be solid. You see that skull coming through, though, man? That yeah. looks kind of badass. I'm going yeah, to take it down after this one. Yeah, no, it's cool. take it down. It actually looks really it's good. It's cool. It can be your thing. Look at, it, look at it. Look at it. Look at that. Actually, you know, you know what? I'm just leaning into it now. But, um, Literally. Yeah. But Halloween is an awesome franchise. But then you had that weird third one. And yeah. then you had the discontinuation where they did my girl, Daniel Harris, dirty yeah. and then suddenly the last two are suddenly two and three and continuations of the first one where he ends up spending all this time in a mental institute uh, it's it's messy it yeah. was a beautiful beautiful series and it got messy it got convoluted it disappeared up its own asshole yeah, it was so simplistic at the outside, it was so it? simplistic and uh also they meant they did one thing that we both agree was unforgivable and that was they made now Michael Myers is officially a Jason monster. He's Jason Voorhees. Yeah, you can you can shoot him in the brain. Yeah, and he'll walk. He and he'll get back up. Yeah, so there's nothing human about. Yeah, that was and, the and biggest departure or something that he had for 40, 40 plus years, 41, 40 years, at least forty two years. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> you keep this. I know. Did you see that? But, like, it's uh, gone. As a case and so I had to suck second. But uh, no, it, man, it, 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 it hurt. It, it, yeah. like, and it's underwhelmers. I love Halloween. Halloween 1 is one of the best yeah. horror movies ever made. Yeah. Probably in my top three horror movies of all time, I'd imagine. Yeah. And, uh, but ultimately, when you look at it on the whole, 
and kind of like there's things that piss me off there's things i'm mad about so yeah, yeah there you go that's why halloween for me what would yeah. you no I'm, I'm the same as you for halloween like uh, halloween didn't make my list no spoilers but like it, it's something i thought about for a couple of days when we came up with the topic you came up with the topic like you normally do for these rankers episodes that I thought about for a couple of days and Halloween is one of my favorite uh, horror franchises out there, but there's so many bad movies in there. There's so many bad movies like Halloween one, Halloween two are great. Halloween four, I absolutely love Halloween five is pretty weak, but it's solid enough in comparison to what followed. And then you have like Halloween resurrection, Halloween H20, sorry, Halloween H20, Halloween H- uh, H- uh, resurrection. And then you had this fucking mismatch of tones where in the, the Halloween H40, it seemed like they were going for sheer realism. And then they had this massive thing with transcendence and he's unkillable and he takes out 12 firefighters and then he takes out half a Haddonfield. And just that uh, the, the major cause uh, of concern with the, the remakes or reboots of Halloween is the same issues that the original franchise had uh, going from part one to part five, let's say, where Michael Myers went from a psychopathic serial killer to a guy that was pretty much unkillable and he was almost supernatural. In Like his whole thing is that he's so the void yeah. Yeah. of anything that he could just walk he, no fear if he yeah. drops dead he drops dead but like he wouldn't if it's survivable he'll survive it yeah he because just he wouldn't give it a second right. thought there's no fear yeah he's he he wouldn't like he's he wouldn't get his heart rate up so that he bleeds out quicker or yeah. something like normal human beings do he just he's just the ultimate killing machine but a human killing machine and then when they took that away they made my list yeah, I thought it was unnecessary too because he's so frightful already that you don't need to add these extra elements. Because exactly, like it's something I spoke about before, something I've talked about to a few different people throughout like the last few years. That like in this world that there's certain like there's wolves and there's dogs and everyday people like me and you were dogs, and then you have these people out there that are complete predators and they're wolves, and it's so terrifying when you think that you can handle your environment because you're a dog and you're used to it, but all of a sudden a wolf walks up. That motherfucker is different. He's built different. He thinks different. And he just, the way he, um, that's what Michael Myers was. He was just a wolf amongst dogs. And like, it, there was nothing supernatural about it. There didn't have to be anything supernatural about it. He was just so devoid of anything that yes. he just made him this. this now, there's something very scary predator. about indifference. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, like as in, I'm killing you because I you're hate there. you or you, 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 you remind me of my mother or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, uh, whatever serial killer type things, but that this indifference, like an insect killing another insect for invading yeah. on his territory, that's how much thought's put into it. It's so indifferent to you. That's horror to me. And yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was a perfect franchise, and then it very much so wasn't. Yeah. All right, m- moving the ship along. Right. Number five. For me, like this uh, franchise um, started off with trees, really, really solid out. And one and three in particular were incredible. Two was probably a little bit weaker, the original trilogy. But as it went along, it became ridiculous. Part four was pretty solid, but part five was a shit show. And that is the Die Hard franchise. Like, I fucking absolutely love these fucking movies, but they're so inconsistent. Like, oh like you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I just think it lost its way. And I, I obviously, you know, it's so hard to follow up such a classic with part one, but part three was so good as well. To have part part four was kind of like I quite liked part two. I, I liked it more than other people did, certainly. Oh, but part two is good, but it's not yeah. as good as part one. Oh no, no, no. Yeah. But you could but you could have you would allow for some diminished return based on just how incredible the first yeah, one it was, was. Just, yeah, it was just kind of like a little bit too similar to the first one. Yeah, I agree, Jeff. You know what I mean? Oh, like you said, it was in an airport, not a building. And that was pretty much the difference. You know what I yeah. mean? So, 
And it was just, I think part three was so different because it was like a cat and mouse game. And like, you know what I mean? It was like these kind of skeletons coming out of the closets and all this kind of things. Like, you yeah. know, it, was, it just had all the elements. had had play an expansion on legacy characters with Hans Gruber's brother, Simon coming in. Um, I think his name was Peter or something, but like, you know what I mean? Peter Gruber. But like, so it's just, I just love that kind of thing where it expanded. And in part four, it's like, nah, let's just be like every other action movie. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Though, like, uh, it's like we can modernize it. I thought it was an interesting, like, it's a good action movie, but it's not a good diehard movie, if that makes any sense. It's, like, it's know, not, it's, I, if we make this movie, we'll make money. That's, that's what it got. Because... It's just with diehard one, two, and three, he survived because he's so tough. Yeah, and which one was a four or five? I don't know, and frankly, I don't care. Is where he he steps out of the car as it's spinning, and it's and he's shooting, and the car is about to like it's literally spinning, like, and it's about to hit him, but he just gets beyond the the trunk of the car just in time. So it's just this cool shot, yeah. And you're like, yeah, that's not that's it's like not die hard. That's walking between raindrops. That's yeah, that that's, that's Matrix. Or fast, that's fast and furious, yeah, yeah, or, or you know, where he takes out a helicopter again with a car, yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, yeah, and bullets, you know out, I mean? and then there's the run out of bullets thing, and that was never his yeah. thing. Like, if you remember the first one, what made it so good is that, like, they were following trails of blood because he was running around without <laughs> shoes on, <laughs> yeah. and they shot out all the glass, shoot the glass, yeah, shoot the uh, you glass. know what I mean, and it was just perfect. And he ended up in like fist fight with the German big tank of a guy yeah, like yeah it was, he got he got there to the end but it was ugly and he got yeah. hurt yeah and like, andy got lucky frankly yeah. you know what i mean like and he had the, the, the an actual you know he had luck on his side it it, it felt like there was actual peril but oh, when you're man. when you're taking out helicopters with cars because you ran out of bullets it's yeah it's, exactly. de- it's deadpool you know yeah, remember deadpool exactly. is like yeah i've only got like three bullets left so some of you are going to have to share and he shoots like three, four guys in the head with one like shot, and that works because. Yeah. But that's not. Done, done. I loved it in Die Hard with a Vengeance, where they jump off the bridge onto the ship as it's going on. And the two boys nearly die. They're like in bits before they even start fighting. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like I just love that shit. It's like he just constantly survives because he was tough, not because he's this outwardly killer or, or action hero, or super guy. He was just an everyday Joe that happened to seem to get caught up in these massive moments, and he just survived them with sheer toughness and the fact that his opponents or his enemies constantly under um estimated, estimated him, yeah, yeah, underestimate him constantly. Like, and that's what I loved about Die Hard in the first three, and in part four and five were um just action movies. And that's not what they had were. They were action movies, yeah, but just there was the everyday action hero he was. But yeah, but in the no. world of Jean-Claude Van Damme, Sylvester Sloan, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, you could see yourself as a Bruce Willis. Yeah, John McClane, like you know, like, yeah, of, John McClane. He's yeah. he's a cool dude and he's in good shape. He's better yeah. shape than I'll ever be and never was, yeah. in, of course. I'm oh, not just you were saying, younger, I'm not, you were stood, remember that? Uh, uh, thanks, man. Good I days. know, but you know, like he, but, early twenties, no, that was peak Noel. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he was, he was. Uh, a guy you could imagine being like a guy who's in a shit situation and yeah. like fair enough he had like the training a cop would have which is an awful lot better than having nothing but you were talking yeah. about a power like it would take a team of paramilitaries yeah. like a, a sealed you know what I mean like he was definitely in over his head and it was just flawless so you're yeah you're right diminished returns diminished returns diminished returns yeah the original trilogy was enough I think and I don't like I think there should have if you left it alone at that. Yeah, well, it was a perfect there was trilogy. Money to be made. There was money to be made. Yeah, that's the problem. But like, so for Noel, uh, for me, sorry, um, Noel, Die Hard for me because I loved the first uh, three so much that how disappointing, how generic four and five felt. That's why it made my list at number five. So you agree because we were going back and forth. Give it your number four, motherfucker. 
Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, the final chapter, and it had six more movies after it. That's the why final chapter, and franchise. it had six more movies after it. This is the film that gave us the whole twist, being that there isn't an evil serial killer. It's actually the mother of the boy that drowned. Yeah. You know, this, and then the second one, they brought this supernatural killer into it with a bag over his head and uh, a burlap sack, I think, or something at the time. Yeah, well, he's not uh, supernatural in, in part one, in part two. They just, they just thought he was dead. Yeah. You know um, what I mean? But he shows, yeah. He, but all right, fair enough. But He, he doesn't become supernatural till Jason lives, which is part six. He, he gets fairly fucking close. <laughs> I mean, he dies from shit. He dies in final chapter, pretty much spiders. Part five, he's not in it. And in part six, he comes back from the dead. And that's when he becomes supernatural. Yeah. And that's yeah. before he goes to space. And, Which uh, is uh, Jason X part 10. I love this franchise. I, I love the Fred 13 franchise. Jason X has the hydrogen kill which is amazing and it also has where he's in the hollow deck and the girls just won't die and he's in the sleeping bag and he's picking yeah. off the tree fantastic yeah. cannot fault it at all yeah. but even though i enjoyed it it felt like they were trying to make like at least halloween tried something yeah. whether it worked or not and i'm pissed off because i didn't work but they yeah. tried some friday the 13th was trying to make the same film over and over and over again by just moving the location and yeah, it was barely, barely moving. Barely moving. Like, I think across the lake only at one stage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, so for me, I'm going to say Friday the 13th just tried to Can't make the same film over and over again, yeah. and it got tiresome. Like, I put it to you this way if I was, if somebody said, like, let's watch a franchise, and somebody yeah. said Friday the 13th, and I got boated down, and we said, right, we'll do it, I'd enjoy it, but eventually I'd be like three films in, and I'd be yawning because I've seen this movie. Man. I'm telling and you, it starts out so strong, and it's like now I've seen this movie. Yeah, the thing about Friday Thirteenth, in my opinion, is that it actually the first four are the by by far the best when it was actually just a slasher movie. Yeah, and the more it expanded on it, the more outlandish it became. And I think if anyone wants to really watch Friday Thirteenth and had seen it, in my opinion, watch the first four movies. Part three is my favorite. The team tunes and the fucking soundtrack's incredible, and the cheesy 3D effects amazing. But I think you want to watch the Friday Thirteenth and see what it really was, what should have been. First four movies, in my opinion, awesome. Yeah, I think that. After, I think. No, I agree. Like, I think that's well. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree with you. It gets like crazy as it goes along. Like Jason takes Manhattan is a fucking shit show, but it's, I, love, <laughs> I, I fucking love it. It's a shit show, but I love it. Jason X as well. Can uh, guy, right. guy getting his head boxed off on the roof. Classic. Yeah, and guy, that. undefeated yeah. jewels. Yeah. yeah. All right, hit me with your number four. Hit me with your <laughs> yeah, number yeah. four. Uh, oh shit! Right there, I just need to whip up my background. It disappeared on me. All right, my number four. Here we go. Here we go. All right, drumroll, please. And uh, my number four is super disappointing with the sequels, and that is The Matrix. Oh, yeah. I want to be honest. This one flew under my radar. It's actually an excellent addition that I just simply did not think of. Yeah, man. And it like, would have made my list. It was the first one you mentioned. Would this topic. probably would have made my list over Friday the 13th. But here yeah. we are. I didn't think of it. But yeah, shoot. Um, um, when you when you gave me the topic um, on Thursday or Friday, I'm not sure when you gave me the topic. I think it was Thursday. But um, I was like, the first thing that popped into my head was Matrix. But I was like, when you and think, actually, no, it was when you gave me the initial text of the second one. You go, yeah, it could be this, it could be this, this. And I go, oh, we're doing franchises. And straight away, I was like, The Matrix is the first thing that popped into my head because the first movie was so landmark. 
Um, it was just so well done to to have fucking um, the sequels go so far off the rails, and then to have them come back then, like last year with Resurrections, and it to be so fucking all over the place. Yeah, yeah, it's such a disappointment because a matrix for the social media age. Yeah, and uh, despite the fact that if they were to make a matrix now, it would be completely unignorable. But maybe even better to just not do anything at all. I think they should just left it at part one. Oh man! Oh, you know what? I completely agree. You know what? I, I have this really strange memory. What I used to call up to my grandmother and uh, just sit with her for a while. She's always and, watching the Matrix. And she was always watching the Matrix. <laughs> no, but like there was a newspaper, and I was so into the Matrix. And there was a newspaper, and it was uh, the Matrix Two, and it had a uh, that scene where the Merovingian and he's he's blocking all the bullets, and you yeah. realize he's, he's he's gone full Neo, like he's gone full Neo. And I said, this is going to be. The greatest film I'll ever see. Yeah, that's I, I swear to God, that's how high my expectation was. And uh, and then I went into it, and I, and then uh, he fights all of the Agent Smiths. Yeah, in the uh, car park, or the park in the car park, and then you realize, oh, what's the point of this? What like what, what's the difference between one and a million? Yeah, time, time. Yeah. Like how long it would take? Yeah, like I mean, there would be more. It'd be a million times more ass kicking. Or what's the point of like you know when he oh god man he became such a god yeah that there was you know that there was just nothing to lean into and then it just it just instantly lost its way and then the third one they decided to get rid of all of the cry yeah it was all just in um, it was all just shootouts and stuff like that and they didn't Zion. get any and Zion which is actually quite a cool scene to be fair that like I liked a, a bit of the Zion stuff but yeah. at the same time it was like no like where's the fights he has to like. Where's the Kung Fu? All of a sudden, everyone's shooting. Do you remember, like, you know the way everyone that's, like, a program or whatever, yeah. uh, they all have a thing, a gimmick. Yeah. Do you remember the guys whose gimmick was that they can walk on the roof? <laughs> just like, a, a, a gunfight breaks out, and they just start walking on the roof. Yeah, 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 They just start walking on the roof. That, These that other guys can dodge bullets and punch through fucking concrete pillars. <laughs> and you could walk. Would you imagine how disappointed you would be? Yeah. If somebody could say, like, what can you do? Well, if I, if I die, I can instantly come back in the closest available body. Yeah. I can punch through concrete pillars. I can move faster. I can obviously interpret where bullets are coming from and move faster than them. You... Yeah. <laughs> uh, the walk in the uh, walk in the, the yeah. Do you think about how easy someone would be to shoot if they just start walking upside down on the roof, or or, or if they're right outside there. and they forget that there is no roof, <laughs> and all of a sudden like, they enter the fight and just end up like shooting off the planet, like yeah. shit, do my roof thing. Yeah, and, fucking hell, man! Like it's a pity because, like, the first movie—it's just so next level. Like, you know, like oh no, not, no, like, and there was man. We're going back to nineteen ninety nine or nineteen ninety eight. There was nothing to compare this to. This yeah. was pioneer bullet time. Well, there's lots of man- manga and anime to compare. It oh, to. you actually, you know, I, I'll give you that. Sorry, okay, then then I'll, then I'll um I'll resubmit show. it like this. Uh, live action. Yeah, Western. Like, there was nothing like live action to compare this to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but no. It's actually a fair and a fair point by you to be, and I do. Oh yeah, it. because they completely ripped off manga, well, not ripped off, but they, they completely took inspiration from manga and anime, and that's how. They oh yeah, no, hundred percent. That's why. Yeah. That's why I wouldn't even. I won't even yeah. fight the fight oh, on that one. I, I, I honestly agree. believe the best thing apart from the Matrix itself is the Animatrix. Like, oh yeah, that was awesome. the Animatrix is better than any of the sequels. 
Like, you know what I mean? I think that might be in the proper medium for it to do. And like, as like we talked about Disney in our last episode of Dark Side, is that build outwards, not forwards. And it leaves more room for expansion. So, all right, no, that's my number four. What's your number four or number three, motherfucker? Yeah, sorry. I'm just trying. Are you it? There Who's we are. This fucking guy. Paranormal fucking activity, man. Oh, man. Ghost dimension. Woo! You remember how good the first the first paranormal activity, to my understanding, it was shot in the director's mm. house. Yeah. The with, dude, his own, Micah. with his own actual CCTV. I don't know if people can see me, but I'm pointing at your background, Micah, beside her in the bed. That's the director. That's the director. Was... Yeah. And yeah. he, and it was genius. Yeah. It was Big Brother with a demon. It, it was just brilliant. And, and it was so fantastic and so groundbreaking that you just kind of have to go, you know what? You know, it's like uh, just speaking to the musician part of myself. Sometimes I hear like a song by a band like Dream Theater or something. I'm like, wow, I'd never be able to play that in a thousand years. Then you hear a song by the Beatles, which is one of the best songs you'll ever hear in your life. And you're like, why didn't I think of it? It's just a few chords. Yeah. And I always feel like that with films like this. I'm kind of going like, it's not when, like after the fact, it's very easy to say like, that's actually a very simple idea. Bitch, you didn't think of it. Yeah. He thought of it. Yeah. Brilliant. And Round ex- of applause. And Bravo. he executed it brilliantly. And he executed it perfectly, which of course is another thing as well. And mm. um, I, I, I mean, complete and total credit to the man. But then the other paranormal activities and then this just started going on and on. And then they started, apparently there's a film with like, found like footage from the 80s and it's like where the, the curse like really originated from and all this kind of shit and I was like I don't care I don't yeah. care you are like a cash cow and you're shameless mm. shameless like the, the last one wasn't great either next to Ken or something oh, I couldn't couldn't do it I've, I've watched them all I'll watch them all forever oh no you're, you're, you're and you know what I commend you for it I do yeah. but no yeah. man I, I I'm a franchise sound yeah you're a franchise sound and I appreciate that but I was just like no no not doing it yeah, I've actually because I I watched one or two and I was pissed off enough to kind of go, it's not for me. It was actually yeah. because I know they're milking an idea for money. Yeah, and the first one was just so, I don't know. I just I I I I, I just thought it was brilliant. Second one, I'd wondered. I remember that scene in the second, second one, one where was the good. entire yeah. This was about to say. Do you remember when the kitchen explodes all at the same mm. time? Like every drawer and every yes. apps just explodes. That was a great scene. Yeah, actually, I was the one. I was the first. Amongst the first hundred people in Ireland to see it, because I was at the Horathon and they were part showing two. part two, mm. and uh, we were seeing it like a month early, two months early, like it was a big deal at the time. Yeah, uh, but we had like shitty phones even by the era 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. But Sheila had a particularly shitty phone and she was texting somebody on it, which I know you shouldn't be doing, but your man took her phone off her and checked it to make sure she wasn't there. Man, it was probably like a 0.5 megabyte camera. You ever see some of the photos from back in the day, like, you know what I mean? Looks like they were shot through a fucking snowstorm or some shit, man. Like, exactly. Like, like you fucking know, hell. It's, uh, like, it's like, it always reminds me of, um, do you remember uh, Buster in Rest Development when he starts falling in love with Lucille too? And oh, like, I do. Yeah, he was a brownish area with points. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, it just—it's very yeah. simple, man. It's just—it's yeah. a very typical thing. My my which... my major issue with the paranormal activity franchises, unfortunately, uh, is like with a lot of horror franchises. The more it, it expanded, it became more uh, retroactive in the storytelling. It always had to try to figure out a way of linking the sequels to the original lore 
it's paranormal activity. A ghost is a fucking ghost. Just fucking make standalone movies. Yeah. But like after the first two or three movies, when you get the, done with the fucking whole like Hunter thing and uh, KE and all oh, this and her sister, and you get rid of the, that actual original storyline, why do you need to? Why did they feel the need to link part four, part five, and part six to the original lore when you could just go, okay, that was their paranormal activity. That was the paranormal activity that that family suffered from. Now here's every different movie is going to be a different paranormal activity that different families suffer from, or some shit. You know what I mean? Like it just, I don't understand why they feel the need that they, they have to constantly go backwards to try and link it to the original lore when it's such a very like simplistic story to tell in standalone manner, if you know what I mean, or because yeah. a ghost is a ghost. It's just going to be a haunting story. And I think after a while, those stories became less simplistic and more convoluted because of the need to add in all these different variables to link it back to the original timeline or storyline or demon. And I think that's the only problem my, I, I have a paranormal activity because for me, the first two or three movies are actually really fucking solid horror movies, especially one and two. But after that, because of the need, as I said, to go backwards, that it comes it becomes a big. But it's the only way you can, you know what I mean? It's yeah, just... it's kind of like Saw. Like Saw is constantly going backwards. Oh my god! You know what I mean? I must... Like you know, so it's just like it, it's forced regression instead of trying to figure out a way of having smart progression. How do I not think of fucking Saw? You know, like so it's just one of those things. Like it's just sometimes you get too bogged down in in what the initial lore was instead of trying to build on it in smart ways but like so no i totally agree with you paranormal activity fucking love the first one sequels are a bit dog shit as go along but it's speaking about something that i love in terms of the original in terms of the sequel in terms of what they did to this fucking pure franchise i couldn't look any further past predator like I have nothing to say. Part one and two, you have a 10 out of 10 movie and you have a 9 out of 10 movie in terms of the genre. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what anyone says. The second yeah. one is not as good as the first one, but, but that doesn't mean yeah, that there still, isn't a fucking shit hot movie. Look, I'm going to frame Excellent it to, I'm going to frame it to you not in terms of movies. I'm going to frame it in terms of an action suspense thriller. And that's what Predator 1 and Predator 2 are. That's what they are. One is a hunter being hunted. And next one is pretty much a guy that's like, they frame it almost like a serial killer at the start. I thought it was genius. And I didn't really catch on to that in initial viewings. And then when I started really looking at it, we broke it down last year that like it's so cleverly done, part one and part two, and they're so different to mishandle this franchise in the way it's been mishandled going forward is fucking insane. They have such a cool monster like the Predator. They have such a cool backstory and the fact that it's a it's a trophy killer that only kills if the, it's the fucking prey is some sort of challenge to it. Like, they have all this built-in mythos and they have all this fucking weird creed that it has going on about it to fuck it up in the way they did with AVP1, AVP2 Requiem and in the uh, I actually enjoy Predators with Adrian Brody. I like that movie. Um, and then to fuck it up in the way they did with Shane Black's movie, it just I couldn't, I can't, like, <laughs> like a predator would even understand what that means, yeah. Like, you know, and also, I mean? it was the wrong hand. Have you ever seen yeah. it? Like, actual, like he picks up, a, he picks up a left hand that puts through a right hand, or yeah. vice versa. Like, I mean, he, yeah. like, a predator was like, Yeah, I've been observing them. 
what have you picked up? Is it not a terrible lot because I can't speak uh, their language? Yeah. But, but this is a good thing. If they do this, <laughs> that's that's yeah. that's A1, the thumbs up. Yeah, for me, part, part one and part two, part one's flawless. Um, part flawless. Fucking awesome. And, um, and there's allowed to be a diminished return when a yeah. film turns out to be flawless. Yeah. You're not allowed to ask for a flawless, but it'd be nice. Yeah. But like there is room between great and flawless, a lot of room. Yeah. And if you watch a film and it's great, well, then it's great. Leave it the fuck alone. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes, like, if you can't uh, better sort of change it completely. And that's what I liked about part one and two. Um, and then after that, it just lost its way, unfortunately. But, like, that's that's my number three. Noel, what's your number two, dude? And let's I'm actually going to bump it back around because there's a bit of an overlap and I'm just going to jump across it. Die Hard. Diaboo. Never, yeah. I'd never make my list. Die Hard. It made your list. It was literally your number four. No, no, Endeavor. Back it up for proof. Come on. Where's <laughs> <laughs> no, Die Hard. And it was all touched upon. You were just absolutely right. My entire Die Hard section's gone. <laughs> it goes in. I'm wearing a different T-shirt, different hat. And, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, no, yeah, no." I hate the shark noodle franchise. This is part one. Yeah. Wearing your diehard rocks hat. Yeah, and actually, oh, I had a diehard diehard T-shirt and everything. <laughs> oh man, those T-shirts. You know, you know what? I, I, I did it, and and it's like, where's your background? Yeah, diehard man. We can we can move on quite quickly. We touched upon it. We did the whole thing. Yeah, but just for like the showmanship. Oh my god! I'm trying to entertain people, man. <laughs> of course, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking good. Just, like, oh, it's people are watching this kind of going like, "Oh no, it's good content." But yeah. like, you know, like, uh, it's like the guy that uh, you know, had this, really this was diminished me. returns all the way. Well, sort of. Like yeah. you said, three was better than two. Yeah. But then it just went off the rails. Mm. Actually, it would have been a great trilogy. Would be nearly perfect. Yeah. Well, yeah. a great trilogy. Fair enough, the first one's the best one. That happens. Yeah, of course. Happens Home Alone 2 was a good fucking movie, man. But like yeah. it's not as good as the first one. It's okay. Yeah. There's room. But um part one's just mwah, chef's kiss, yeah, as you'd it's say. just yeah, it's absolute, absolute mm. sex, mate. Yeah. But it just diminished and diminished. And honestly, I decided to write this off the cuff because what comes to you first should be what it in, in, in this exercise, it should yeah. be that. To do it flippantly and do it quickly because yeah. what what comes to you? I mean, I saw saw and predator. Well, saw actually big time. Uh, Matrix, absolutely, absolutely fantastic options. Yeah, and it might have uh, Die Hard might have been as high on my list had it not been for that. But yeah. you know what? We discussed it, so I won't, we won't dwell, delve into too much. Man, what's your number dose? Yeah, my number dose is it starts off with a classic uh, horror movie sequels that won the best action movies of all time and then i don't know why this franchise has been so mishandled the way yeah. it has been but just like predator one of the greatest science fiction horror franchises of all time alien is my number two choice in this because part one you're talking about flawless movies that yeah. is the pinnacle of suspense horror part two is the pinnacle of action horror and in the have- implied horror yeah, everyone talks about number two, like oh, there was hundreds of aliens. Oh, How yeah, many aliens did you see? Mm. There was scenes. I just you can't like it's it just phenomenal it, movie. It just baffles me that you can have two movies that are so fucking good that did so much work independent, like building its um universe and make it so fucking fleshed out and have all these little moving parts for people just to expand on. How that was so poorly handled with Alien Tree. I know that's a lot of studio interference we spoke about in one of our episodes last year during Shocktoberfest. One, actually, no, sorry, one of our early franchise Fridays that 
it was really mishandled by the studio and all this shit and Dave Fincher wasn't really his fault but Alien 3 is such a backward step for the franchise after part 2 and then Resurrections is such um, uh, it's like they saw part 2 and totally missed everything good about it it's just like oh that's an action movie no dude it's, it is yeah technically it, it is an action movie because there's a lot of action in it but it's like you just said no it's filled with suspense it's filled with like implied horror implied gore implied fucking scare and terror and shit like that and it did do have a lot of cool shootouts and explosions and marines and all these awesome things but it was clever storytelling and that's what they forgot in Resurrection they were like oh it's an we just make an alien action movie no and with Power Treater like let's just make it part one again except they've no weapons this time I think something you said in the previous franchise you know what I mean it's just lazy you yeah. know it's, uh, that's what they did they just they bastardized they bastardized the original formulas from part one and two and then when Ridley Scott came back and made Alien, uh, sorry, made Prometheus and Alien Covenant, it's like he didn't want to make an alien movie. He wanted to make a Chariots of the Gods movie. He wanted to make a Ancient Astronauts movie or something. And he was under the guise of an alien movie. And it just it was a complete weird direction to go in. Uh, he, it's like he fell in love with Michael Fassbender's David character and he forgot the xenomorphs were supposed to be in these movies because we had the, the, the I think it was the, the Neomorph in one and uh, protomorph or I can't remember it's like neomorph and something else I can't remember the names but like the way they did that like that it just lost all this kind of direction that like people forgot that what made Alien and Alien so special was not just the xenomorph there was the characters and the the fucking dialogue was iconic and there was also the suspense like what made those movies special is the way they use suspense to terrify you long before the real scare ever comes and Alien 1 or sorry Alien and Aliens are two of the greatest fucking movies in terms of entertainment and storytelling of all time, in my opinion. And the way Part 3 and Resurrection went and then Prometheus and Alien Covenant, that they just lost their way and they just kind of lost the idea and they didn't really understand the franchise they're operating in, which is shocking considering Ridley Scott invented the franchise. You know, so what's your thoughts about Alien? I think <coughs> Alien was, you're absolutely right. I think it got to a point where maybe they didn't know where to go. And I'm yeah. not giving them an out. In fact, like, if you don't know where to go, don't make the movie. Is that not, is knowing what to, you're going to do not the entire point of no, making not, a movie? Yeah. Um, but it did, it, it just kind of, they, they, do we go bigger? Do we go smaller? And the, the, the first film didn't have any of that. It wasn't trying to do anything yeah. except be the best film that it could be. Yeah. And um, I, I, I honest God, I think they just completely, completely and totally lost sight of it. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Like after like what, 1979, like almost fucking 50 years or 40 years, whatever, um, over 40 years, right, of Aliens existence that we've only really got two top level movies out of that franchise. It's hard to imagine. Oh, six movies, like. Yeah, no, it's 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 very hard to imagine. But what do you think? Like, do you, like when you think about what could have been versus what actually is, yeah, it get. I would go as far as to say that it gets actually a bit depressing. Yeah, man, I like I read um, is it who's who who fucking is it Warren Gibson or something at the comic book? Um, I don't know. Can you can you get that up? I'll I'll check. But it's a Alien Tree. Uh, there's a, a screenplay written by another dude. It was a completely different version. It was made into a comic book. And um, it's fucking awesome, man. Uh, yeah, William, I was close. William Gibson, and um, it's completely different than the Alien Tree that was uh, that we saw. So, like, if you anyone loves Alien and Aliens, and they haven't read the Alien uh, Tree comic book, um, check it out. It's so different, and it's so much better, and you're going to be sickened even more. 
So that's my number two. Noel, give me your fucking number two, motherfucker. Um, I think. Oh, sorry. No, my number one. <laughs> He's failing again. Yeah. Can my you, number one, and for some reason, my you. image just will not fucking show up. And the only one I actually have, I believe I'm afraid to use because it's. Remember. <laughs> Go for uh, it. That'll do. I guess. Uh, that'll do. Uh, it's fucking. It's fucking Star Wars, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, like when 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 they got it right, they got it so right. There's no there's no doubt about. It. We were talking recently about the Mandalorian. Really enjoyed the Rogue One, loved it, the original trilogy, and I think like the the one, two, and three, they kind of stand up to view and a little bit better than you remember them. Yeah, uh, you know, the like, prequels right, are awesome. Yeah, like said, what was the second of the new ones that was dog shit? Uh, Last uh, Jedi. And what was the first? Uh, uh, Force the, Awakens. Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. Force Jedi. Awakens took Force Awakens took a new hope and and said like, what if something could blow a planet? What if something could blow up multiple planets? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's circular base. What if somebody's like sixteen and they can learn to use the Force even though it's old? What if somebody's like eighteen and could be yeah. even more powerful and can use the Force with no training, but basically off the bat? <laughs> it, was like it was just yeah. boring it was fucking yeah. stupid it was it was rushed it was yeah. everything everything that's wrong with, just, with making films and i i just thought yeah like ultimately like ultimately they've taken the most expansive universe that there's ever been and i mean the entirety of marvel can't stand up to Star Wars in my book. That's not to say that that that, that Star Wars is better. I it's don't not. know. Marvel has a lot more. 20... Marvel has a lot more, but the actual nearly thirty movies, way more oh, comic no. books. But that's not what books. counts. So I'm talking about the expansion. How much there is, because Marvel, because uh, uh, there's a genuine galaxy that's yeah. touched upon, an actual really genuine galaxy. Yeah, and they kind From, of fucked far, it far up. Away. And when they fucked it up, they really fucked it up. And when they nailed it, they nailed it. So yeah. the pendulum like swung either Jar Jar Binks or Darth Vader. And it just didn't really touch the middle all that much. And uh, so I say that there was something that if you watched everything available, at the end of it, you'd feel, I don't know how you'd feel, actually. Like, I mean, if I said everything, everything, you kind of go like, well, that was an experience. Uh, but Is this dips, your number one? This is my number one. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I lost count there for a second. And this is my number one. It has to be Star Wars. It has yeah. to. Yeah. And, 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 and you know when there was the build-up, like the Force Awakens, man, like, I mean, I remember it was on the Colbert report uh, before Stephen Colbert got his own late show and he used to kind of do his character. Yeah. And um, it was just... And it was the red lightsaber with the two hilts. Yeah. The little saber hilts. And uh, he... Uh, and that was it. And that was almost all there was. And it was like three years out or some shit like that. And I was just like, oh my God, goosebumps. Man, goosebumps. The way they mishandled Kylo Ren was insane. Insane. Man, insane. I thought he was going to be the new Darth Vader. Like, they just had him turn to He was in the Darth Maul. Yeah, Darth Maul, man. Jesus Christ. Talk about wasting a character. The outside. Thankfully, they resurrected him because he's, he's fucking awesome. That's why I, I was dying to see a solo sequel. Because he appears at the end of it, and I'm like, "Oh, Darth Maul's gonna be all over the sequel." And then, no. But like, I, I totally agree with you. With Star Wars, like the. But the thing is, like, out of nine movies, six of them are good. <laughs> you know, but Phantom Menace isn't great. But I love Clone Wars. I love Revenge of the Sith. I love all the new. I love the. When Phantom Menace is bad, it's the worst of all Star Wars. Yeah, it just it has the most weaknesses. I think. Yeah, like that whole battle. Our most glaring weaknesses. 
Right. Yes. Because when you look at the Disney uh, trilogy, they have a lot of weaknesses in terms of the pacing, story structure, all these things, or how they mishandle legacy characters, or you know, like the the climax, like not the way they fucking dealt with Luke Skywalker was atrocious. Like, like, they, like they pretty much teased this amazing showdown. Like, Attica hey, Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, but you remember in the secret trilogy, like, hey, all your guns at him, and he's just, he's like a, a force projection from across no. the universe. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. So, I just thought like, oh, the, the reason I dislike like because you can feel George Lucas's love for the movies in the prequels, whether or not there was missteps, of course. But like in the sequel trilogy, it just felt like they were being made to make them. It didn't feel like they had a real direction. Like directors were leaving left, right, and center. Seemingly, Colin, uh, Colin Trevorrow, they did the Jurassic World movie. He was supposed to do part three. He's supposed to have this awesome script out there somewhere for it. That never happened. They got rid of him. They brought J.J. Abrams back, and like, and they had a really messy kind of conclusion to the trilogy. And um, oh yeah, I'm totally agree with you. Like the Star Wars when it's good is next level. Mando, Boba Fett, Rogue One, the original trilogy. You know what I mean? Revenge of the Sith. Like you know, it's like well, Clone Wars maybe is probably better than Revenge of the Sith. But like, it just I I think that like. It's so iconic a franchise that anytime it makes a misstep, it's 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 so hard to believe that they've done it because there's such a wealth of characters there. And I think that's the major problem with Star Wars. It's like the ones I mentioned, Predator and Aliens, kind of baffled you how they can make something bad out of something that's so fucking inherently good. But like, um, yeah, so that's that's my thoughts on Star Wars. And if you want my number one. I will give it to you in a moment. I will leave as we know. are, and then Bethany <laughs> really well. This is all hey, super so smooth. <laughs> so smooth, not it's funny words. Smooth, yeah. Uh, it's funny to say it. smooth. smooth. Do you want to know the origin <laughs> of the word smooth? <laughs> but um, right. So I'm gonna go away, and then I'll be back <laughs> with my number mm. one. <laughs> it's the joke that was clearly nailing a I've moment. Seen ago. what you did. I've seen yeah, what you did. Yeah, I was yeah. So my my choice is the Terminator franchise to be number one because excellent choice. Simply because Terminator One and Terminator Two are so fucking good. In the same way, James Cameron turned one of the best suspense horrors um, in Alien in eight to Aliens one of the two best uh, horror actions. Like what he did with the the transformation he did with Terminator Two is insane. Like he turned. One of these ins- most insane, futuristic, fucking weird, dystopian kind of horror sci-fi movies into one of the best action horror uh, sci-fi movies of all time is insane. And then part three, it's not John Mostow's fault that the guy who directed part three raises machines. It's just that the bad guy is nothing compared to like the Aaron Schwarzenegger himself, T- the T-800. And then to have the T-1000 in the sequel and then to have... Um, What's her name? Is it uh, shit, dude? Who played the villain in um, Raising Machines? Like straight away, it's Raising just... the Machines. Oh, that lady. Um, um, wasn't Re- Rebecca Remain Stamos? No, it wasn't her. She's Mystique, isn't she? Someone else. Terminator. Like... Yeah. So like, it, part one and two were completely Christina Larkin. No Christina Larkin. I don't know who that is. <laughs> she was the TX. No, no, I know, I, I know who she is in the movie, but I don't know who she is as an actor. Um, oh, like, she was actually in that Mortal Kombat short-lived TV series. Would you believe? 
Um, it's the only thing I knew her from. But mm-hmm. uh, but like I just think that like part one and two are so different from one another, and then part three seemed like it was just trying to be part two, but failing misery. And I think that's the issue with the Terminator franchise going forward. It didn't that, feel even. You remember the joke where he leaves the, you the know, he goes it yeah the bar, and then he has his um, Elton John kind of esque glasses yeah. instead of the the really kind of classically classically cool glasses instead know, of like, the bad to the bone scene from part two. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. It's the bad to the bone scene, and uh, you're just like, don't do that. Don't yeah. don't admit. Like, I mean, have some jokes, but don't diminish. Yeah, man, like, I I was so disappointed. My first Terminator to get to go see in the cinema was Part Three. I was finally old enough to go see Terminator movie in the cinema, and when I went to see Part Three, I was like, oh come on, like you know what I mean? It just like even I knew, like I I would have got Ed Furlong, I would have taped into a gurney in rehab, and I would have got that motherfucker back for Part Three because he is John Connor. Stop yeah. casting other people to play John Connor because nobody does it as well as Ed fucking Furlong. Like it's just the yeah. way it is. Like you know, I say Ed Norton. I mean, and especially like uh, they didn't when they went uh, whatever the name of the dude is they went with. He, like I mean, talk uh, about not even looking like not even <laughs> Nick style. Nick style, like, not yeah. even remotely, remotely, yeah, like, harshly looking like him. Yeah, he had such a distinguishable nose or something. Mm. I was just like, no, no, I'm, I'm not feeling this. You yeah, know? it just it's so frustrating. And the thing about it that annoys me so much is that it never really stuck to the continuity. You can say what you want about Rise of the Machines, and it is a weak movie at times, and it's very weak at times. It stuck to the original continuity, and we actually got to see the, the Skynet coming online, and we got to see the Judgment Day, and in the next movie, uh, Terminator Salvation, didn't pick up on that at all. It went in its own direction. I don't understand why you would do that because I would look at part three and go, okay, yeah, it has weaknesses, but we still have an intact timeline. We still have an intact continuity. Yes. And that's so important when you're trying to build on a franchise, whether or not your continuity is intact going forward. And that's the mistake Halloween made. It's the mistake Friday the 13th made and all these other films. And it's just that they didn't try and keep their continuity intact. And Terminator 3, even though it wasn't a great movie, obviously in comparison to the two classics that happened in part one and two, it still kept the continuity intact and it still gave such an easy way to build. And then we get Salvation, which is a bit of a messy movie. And then we get fucking Genesis and Dark Fate. And to me, it just feels like they're not trying anymore or some shit. Tim Miller said James Cameron's interference in part three or with Dark Fate means he'll never work with James Cameron ever again. That seemingly isn't interference. That movie is crazy. It's just that I, I don't know. I just think like what you need to do with the Terminator franchise is the obvious thing. And that was part three ended the judgment day. Just continue on with the war of humans against machines. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. so fucking easy. Give me that for two movies. And if you want to reboot, then have someone go back in the past and fucking boot it. And then you can continue if you want. But it was so simplistic. It ended at judgment day. If you want to bring back Nick Stall instead of Ed Furlong, for the next movie, do that. If you want to have him replace him as John Connor altogether, do that. Be my guest, right? But whatever. You had an intact continuity. The simplest thing was to go have a proper machine versus human war. And Salvation kind of did that. But it was such a, a, a so so different in terms of its tone with the first three that it just fucking annoyed the fuck out of me. But like, that's just the way I am a Terminator. I just think it's such an easy thing to do that they made such a fucking ball. Potential is a, a theme through all the <laughs> Yeah. Because it's not like a dog shit franchise. Like, we neither of us touch on Transformers. 
because we kind of like uh, like get yeah. up on it very early. It, it, didn't, it didn't hit us enough. Hmm. Terminator is a great example of something that made you love it. Yeah, like made you love it, and yeah. then took it all away. Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem, man. Like it was just so fucking good. Like Predator, Alien, Transformers, or sorry, Predator, Alien, Terminator, my three, two, and one. It's the first fucking two movies of both all those franchises were so fucking good and not to be able to build or expand on those in the last 20 odd 30 years whatever it's just fucking crazy to me like you know it's just so crazy but like they're my number fives or my number fives but they're my top five most underwhelming franchises before we get the fuck out here Noel what's your dishonorable mention my dishonorable mention is and uh, actually Nail it, nail it in the background yeah. again this week, man. Yeah, absolutely nail it in the background again this week. I'll take down the fucking poster, my God. Just give me a fucking break. I actually do have a thingy for it. I just think you I, need to, I'm not gonna bother. It's I think you need Jones. to you need to move your camera slightly more to the left so it's on the flat wall and not That's the corner. Well, I need to get the, the skull thing down when we're doing it. Yeah, you know, just move but, uh, your camera to the left. Mine is Indiana Jones, man. When they went alien. Uh, it, it retroactively ruined everything else. Like, <laughs> it was actually a great trilogy, and the quadrilogy shot out of it. Yeah. Just shot back through time. And the first two movies are so good. Shot on it. Yeah. It just, it should have never have happened. When Harrison Ford seen the word alien in a script, <laughs> he should have said no. Well, dude. I, mean, I literally watched somebody drink from what he assumed was the cup of Christ. <laughs> like, I mean, they, they, they literally prove the, the uh, Christian religion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they, 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 like they, they went completely into the... But that's that what sort of Indiana past- Jones was, wasn't it? Yeah. Religious iconography, all that kind of stuff. And then exactly, and that was it, end. yeah. And then, and then they went aliens, and you went, no. Yeah. Like, you're not allowed to do that. Uh, and I get that it's fiction, but you're not allowed to do that because that's not what you are. Yeah, you set the rules. You created the game. You set the rules. You can't go. Yeah, you set. I, I would say that's it. I feel like these are your rules. Yeah, and that's why we're so shocked that you were the one that broke them. Yeah, that was it. And mm. I mean, I'm not a religious person, and I, I don't give a fuck what you do. I just felt like this was like you're just trying to have it all now, and it's lazy, man. It was fucking lazy. Yeah. And yeah, yeah no, I, I, I wasn't. I couldn't have it. I would not have it. I, I just thought that the... Oh, and don't forget that. Now, this is a good thing that I knew. If I was ever to be in a nuclear fallout, <laughs> but not just nuclear fallout, but actually yeah. in the blast zone, yeah. like the actual blast zone, get in the fridge. Yeah, man, and that was something I think we spoke about or something else before, but that was actually taken out back to... Can't tell you what it was, but I know we spoke about it. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, that was out Back to the Future, something that was cut out one of the Back to the Future sequels, I think. Um, they survived the nuclear blast with some with jumping in the fridge. Um, but like so yeah, I totally agree with you there. Uh Indiana Jones part four was a bit of bastardization, but like the, the problem with Indiana Jones is in terms of choices, it actually had three good movies and only one bad movie. So it's not really an underwhelming franchise, it just had not one underwhelming sequel. Is the only thing I would counter there. But like my my uh honor or dishonorable mention was something that we touched upon a few times. You said I wouldn't get mentioned, and it definitely was going to get mentioned for me because it was one of the first franchises I thought about because I absolutely loved the fucking cartoon when I was a kid, and I actually kind of enjoyed part one and thought it was a really nice soft open to a franchise, and then the sequels were fucking dog shit, and that is Transformers. 
I fucking love the toys and as a kid one of my favorite Christmases oh, ever dude, was getting dude, Optimus Prime like you know well, what I mean uh, trying to remember the earliest time I cried and obviously I was a baby I probably cried an awful lot yeah, yeah. despite being such a badass <laughs> but, like, but, uh, but I do I remember when Optimus gave his core to Hot Rod in the 1987 movie or something like that I yeah. remember seeing that like really early in the 90s and just crying my heart out you would do. I loved Transformers. Yeah. Loved it. They were auto, they were robots in disguise. Yeah. I didn't and even they were that. also more than meets the eye. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> You're trying to take more. You're trying to take more of the lyrics, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they, but like and I, I liked the first film. Uh. I did. I thought and it was groundbreaking in 2007 to see yeah. those kind of special effects. It really was. Oh, crazy. it really was. But then the second one, they had that fucking jankly ass fucking the two kind of black, clearly black car. Yeah. One had like buck tea and they turned into an ice cream van. Yeah. Like when Why would together. You... Oh, it was completely. It was like races. completely whack. And yeah. it was completely. Oh, I mean, I mean, it was so over the top. Like, it yeah. was so overtly fucking over the top racist. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like a fucking white Irish guy. And I was yeah. sitting here going, I get that this is total on all yeah. the tropes. Yeah. Oh my god. Like and if if I'm picking up on it and I'm not exactly adept, then oh my god. But anyway, sorry, please continue. No, no, I was just gonna say a lot of the stuff you you were saying that like that I love the cartoon, love the toys. Uh I I actually enjoyed part one as a pure block blockbuster popcorn movie, real soft intro intro into a franchise, I thought. And the sequels, you said, they're completely tone deaf. They're all over the place. The robot designs are clunky. They give them weird, like, like why does Optimus Prime need lips? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just weird. Optimus man. Prime, who never had, yeah. yeah but even, it, like, do you remember in one of them where, like, Optimus is, like, a second one, or I think, where Optimus is, like, gets killed or about yeah. to get killed or some shit. And all of a sudden, it's Shia LaBeouf, and it's like, Optimus. And I remember yeah. just sitting there, and I was watching it, I used to live with Rachel Taylor Fawcett. I used to, I was living with her. So she had it on her laptop and she just, cause I was bored and we had no internet. She was like, do you want to watch this movie? I said, fine. I was sitting there having, drinking a beer and watching this movie. And I was kind of going, remember, I remember saying out loud, that's how, how strongly I felt in a mm-hmm. room by myself. I said, you don't get to put in this sad moment. You have not earned it. Yeah. You Can have not coherently so, told a story to me where you could just like, it would be like dan 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 like amazing spider-man yes with stacy's that you're just like you haven't heard it yeah it's been too silly up till now you don't get it's you didn't go like you didn't go from gears like a spielberg will go one two three four five four three four three two one whatever way he wants to because he'll do it he'll he'll try and manage it and maybe you might have this like one moment that comes out of nowhere, but all the time you feel like the story narrative has been woven in such a way where you've earned it. This film, I've never seen a film who had earned it less. I didn't give a fuck that Optimus was dying. No yeah. fuck. And you should because you grew up with him. Exactly. Yeah. I love him. He's a staple. I'm an 80s baby and I grew up in the 90s. I yeah. absolute. this is absolutely my thing. And I couldn't have given a fucking continental fuck. And like we were talking in a previous podcast about the IG-11 in uh, The Mandalorian, where he terminators himself. Yeah. And and that gave me the feels. And he was this clunky, like, robotic nothing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. reprogrammed droid. And I felt it, man. I felt it. Because the storytelling 
even though he was a hunk of metal, the storytelling had done enough for me for me like, to feel it. Like K2 and Rogue One. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Excellent, excellent point. Uh big time, actually. That was a good, that was a big one. Mm. And Lando was definitely fucking that robot. No, 100 percent 100 That was a different one. That was solo. That was the other. Ah, uh, yeah. Sorry, my apologies. That, that was four, three, seven, or so, I can't remember. It's more clunky. But uh, but no, it was it hadn't hurt it. And and yeah. I, I know I I, mean, I know there was dinosaurs in the later ones. You you tell me if you've seen yeah. it. Yeah, I've seen how bad did it get? It gets pretty bad. Um the Mark Wahlberg ones aren't as good as the Shia LaBeouf ones, and that's not saying much. Oof, wow. Like I, I actually one thing I have to say, I actually really enjoy Shia LaBeouf as an actor. I'm just gonna put that out there. I think he's a fucking world class actor when he's on form. Like, have you ever seen as a so do a I? Honey boy, I don't think that's a controversial a, thing. Have you ever seen Fury Road? Like, yes. you know, what I mean? he's such a good fucking actor. Like, I, you know, I just think like because it was I, I hate when franchises replace the main character, and because Megan Fox trash talked Michael Bay, she got kicked out part three. Like and then because Shia LaBeouf had some shit going on his personal life to kick him out of the franchise, kind of like a la Johnny Depp recently in Pirates of the Caribbean. And you're gonna see that franchise fail now. That franchise was a huge moneymaker for Disney. Like I uh my love Margot Robbie is an actor, like but Johnny Depp is Pirates of the Caribbean. And in my opinion, Shia he LaBeouf is he's not yeah. Captain Jack Sparrow, he is Pirates of yeah, the Caribbean. Exactly, yeah. And in my in my opinion, Simon LaBeouf, Sam Whitwicky, he was Transformers. It was all based around his lore. About the Witwickies and all that. And I know you can't become too dependent on the original lore if you want to expand your universe. Something I talked about before. But like, I just felt like the whole story, Optimus Prime, and the connection he had with him and Bumblebee and all that, that I just thought that was the, the kind of the crux of that franchise. That was like without Sam Witwicky, you don't really have that human connection that from the outset. You know what I mean? It's just like, I think like later on, then to have these robots have the same kind of immediate connection with other people and made it less kind of special or something, whatever to have with the original cast or some shit, you know, that kind of way. Like, and I just thought like Transformers one was yeah. a lot more simplistic than the sequels in terms of storytelling. And it was, it was actually the, probably the best of the franchise in the same way. Bumblebee that was out recently, that got released like a, a spinoff. That was really simplistic. It was just a girl and a robot it was kind of very similar to like Iron Giant or something like that. Yeah. And I thought, that's how you tell those kind of stories that you can make it personally, you can make it small at the same time as making it huge. And you actually care about these characters. Like you said, like, I should care when Optimus Prime dies. And I didn't. And that's a massive failing of Transformers. You know massive what I mean? Like, yeah. like, you know, and I think that's the problem that like, it, it just went, it just, it continued for for the sake of continuing. And there's still more, there's going to be more. It's always going to be oh, more. It meant billions. Yeah. It I meant think, billions. I think it was Spielberg or someone that told Michael Bay. A hundred percent. You know what? You said. Stop after three or something. Yeah. You said, I think it was Spielberg. And my head went, I read the article where, where yeah, he yeah. missed the Spielberg told him to stop me. And I wish he listened to it. Yeah. Stop making but after he three was or something. Bank. It mm. cleaned up in Asia. As well, like of course, it's, it's going to clean up. It's a blockbuster movie. It's popcorn, like you know, it's going to make you seven or eight hundred million every time. But doesn't mean they're good movies, and that's the problem with Transformers. That it, the good is so easily being good because there is two good movies there. There's Bumblebee and there's Transformers Part One. They're two really good action movies, in my opinion. Like Transformers, that's some Bumblebee. Bumblebee, I thought was the better one of, of the two. But it shows you what you can do with this franchise when it's done right and the characters and like fucking Metatron and um so yeah, it's Metatron, isn't it? And like Metatron and Galvatron. 
Yeah, you know what I mean? And just they had they had the enemies there and they had the cool robots and they had all the lore and they had all this and that. And it was just mishandled like a lot of the franchises, the whole point of this list, I suppose. And it just disappointed me as a kid growing up with all that nostalgia, loving the cartoon, loving the ties, really enjoying part one, see the franchise go all over the place after that. And like it was just weird and disappointing. And I really enjoyed Bumblebee. And that was cool to see that movie come out. And um, hopefully more Transformers uh, doesn't mean more bad Transformers. Hope it means we can show Bumblebee shows that can be smaller. It can be different. You can tell side stories and not have to have these massive skyscraper destroying battles that we always see in the Transformers movies. And I think it can actually be a cool fucking franchise if handled correctly. And that's why it's my dishonorable mention. It's an excellent dishonorable mention. Yeah. It won't even make my list such as <laughs> my dishonor towards it. You know? <laughs> so yeah, no, excellent dishonorable mention there. It, it does, you know what? It meant bank. You have to understand that that's probably, yeah. that's what films are at their core. But yeah. this is something that had no heart. No yeah. heart. And yeah. No it, matter if you loved it, you can't say it had heart. It had no heart. Yeah, like the first one or two felt like it was going somewhere and then it just went all over the place after the the, the first couple of like installments. Like I just think like after a while, because you've got so many robots and so many people to tell that after Sam Whitwick, if you're not going to continue it on, don't continue on with the same robots. Like have Optimus Prime, have Bumblebee, all them, whatever. That's their story, and leave that to one side, and expand the universe in a different direction. It's like the team of the night go outward, not yeah. upward. Sometimes, and I think that's what they could have done, and that's what Bumblebee proves that sometimes take a side step and not a forward step. It's actually yeah. progression. It doesn't seem like it, but it actually is because you can nestle all these little stories in in a way that you, you, like you can tell more personal stories, like Mandalorian, Boba Fett. You can tell all these kind of more personal stories without affecting the greater narrative. And I think that's what they could have done with Transformers. But that's that's me. I'm Audi. That's all my opinions. We've got more work to do tonight before we get the fuck out of here. So, all right, folks. I'm your host, Vince Green. I'm your host, Old John Tui. And we are a pair of anchors. And that was our top five most underwhelming franchises. And um, our Blah. Blah. Blah to them. All I have to say is it's a list of should have been amazing, but fucking went on to be a lot of That's it. We did end up basing it on potential in yeah. the end. It's the potential that kills you, you know? Yeah. So, all right, folks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. See you next time, motherfuckers. Peace. Police. Peace into the camera. Police. <laughs> Felice. Navidad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you next time, folks. Thanks for watching. We're, we Audi now.